Section 2 of The Visits of Elizabeth. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Andrew Wetmore. Cottage14.blogspot.com. The Visits of Elizabeth by Eleanor Glynn. 300 Eaton Place 300 Eaton Place Tuesday, 2nd August Dearest Mamma, The train from Naseby was so late, and Aunt Mary seemed to think it was my fault, so unreasonable of her, just because they had waited lunch for me. I don't believe I like visiting very near relations as much as one's farther off. They feel they can say anything to you. I'm glad I've only got to sleep here the one night. I had not eaten my omelette before Aunt Mary began about my hair. She said, of course, it was very nice curling like that, but it was a pity I did not wear a net over it all to keep it more tidy. She was sure you spoilt me, even though we are rich, letting me have such smart clothes. She'd heard from Naseby that I had on a fresh frock every day. I don't know who could have written to her. She has got to look much older in the two years we've been abroad, and the corners of her mouth shut with a snap. Perhaps it is having to spend part of the year with her mother-in-law. Latisse and Clara are just the same as they were, not a bit of difference since they came out. They are as tidy as can be, not a hair escapes from their nets, and their heads look as if they had dozens of hairpins in them, and because it is out of the season... They've gone back to their country high linen collars, and they look as if they were choking. I hate linen collars, don't you, Mamma? Two Etheridge aunts are staying here besides me, and we all have to sit together in the morning room, as everything is covered up in the drawing rooms ready for being shut up next week when they go to Scotland. After lunch, the girls did nothing but question me about what we had done at Naseby. They said Lady Cecilia only asks them to the dullest parties. They knew everyone's name. They had carefully read them in the morning post. They wanted especially to know about Lord Valmond, because Letice had danced with him once this season. They thought him awfully good-looking. I said he was an odious young man and very rude, so Letice said she supposed he had not spoken to me, as he never speaks to girls. I told them that was quite a mistake as he had spoken to me all the time, but I hated him. And you know, Mamma, they looked as if they did not believe a word I was saying, which was not very polite, I think. When we got upstairs, they wanted to see all my clothes, but fortunately Agnes had only taken out one or two things, and they asked me to let their maid take patterns of everything. Of course, I could not refuse, but I hate my things being mauled over by strange females, and Agnes was simply furious. I'm sure she will scratch the maid when she comes to ask for a frock. They tried on my hats, all at the wrong angle. First Clara, then Latisse, and made faces and gave little screams at themselves in the glass, and no wonder, for they looked perfect guys in them with their tight, tongy hair. Then they tossed them on the bed as they finished with them, and Agnes kept muttering to herself like distant thunder. Finally, Latisse danced a pas seul with the white rose toque perched on the back of her head, and she made such 
kicks and jumps that it lurched off and landed in the water jug. At that, Agnès got beside herself. Fille, donc, mademoiselle, she screamed. Ça, c'est trop fort. The hat is quite spoilt. So please write and order me another one from Caroline's like a nice, sweet, pretty darling mamma. At tea, they were all so interested when I told them I was going to stay in France with the de Croix-Mars. One of the Etheridge aunts, Rowena, pricked up her ears at once and asked me if Madame de Croix-Mars was not my godmother, and had she not been a great friend of poor papa's. So I told her yes, and that I was going there for three weeks. She and Aunt Mary exchanged looks. I don't know why, but it irritated me, Mamma, and I rather snapped at Aunt Mary when she began about my hair again. And presently I heard her saying to the other aunt that it was a pity girls nowadays were allowed to be impertinent to their elders. Of course, there was not a thing to do, everyone having left town. So in the evening Uncle Geoffrey took us to the exhibition to go down in the water chute. That is lovely, Mamma only I had to sit beside Latisse because Clara was frightened and would be with her father. A horrid man behind, who I suppose was not holding on, flopped right onto us at the bump in the water and then said, Big pardon, dears, and it made Uncle Geoffrey so cross he would not let us go down any more, and we had to go home and to bed. I'm just scribbling this before breakfast. We go on to Great Aunt Maria's by the eleven train. I'm glad Cousin Octavia is going to take me out next season instead of Aunt Mary, which was first suggested. I know I should not have been good with her. She's not a bit like you, darling Mamma. I hope you are better. I shan't see you again until next Saturday when I leave Heveland Manor. It's a long time. With love from your affectionate daughter, Elizabeth. End of Section 2